0: Across the Field Podcast is brought to you by Stoller Shine Detailing. Contact Logan Stoller at 419 770 1042. TNT Springer Landscaping. Contact Tony Springer at 419 910 0742. And to tie that landscaping all together, put a bow on it, if you will. Sin Rock Engraving. Contact Blake and Tiffany Sin at 419-796-9897. back to another episode of Across the Field. Double B and Brady coming at you again. Peyton's taking the night off. Uh, Brady, how's it going this evening?
1: Going well. Uh, had a good day, long day thinking about this podcast and trying to get through the work day, but I'm excited now. Getting ready to talk some high school sports always gets me a little amped up.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. So tonight we're joined by Brayton Martin uh, with the Martin RPI system. Uh, we're going to dive into that full full bore but uh he, he's on with us right now uh Brayton how's it going this evening it's it's going well I'm
2: glad we could finally get something set up to get on here I've been yeah so darn busy the fa- past few months I think you said something around last last March about about coming on and finally have had some time to get around to it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I know this is something we've tried to drum up for a while but uh <laughs> glad you're here with us tonight I mean we'll I'm ready to dive into this I've been looking forward to this oh uh, yeah for the past couple months so uh first of all brayton if i have this right you're uh, uh i think you graduated 2015 from ayersville yep 2015 2015 graduate of ayersville high school uh so what really got you started uh with the rpi system kind of explain the rpi system and what kind of prompted to kind of go in this direction where we're at today
2: Um, I, I didn't start doing this until I was graduated, uh, from high school. I think it was probably 2018 or so was, um, the first time I kind of threw something together. Uh, the thing that kind of started it was just cause I think back around 2018 or so, that was when, when, I mean, it's still kind of the case and it has been for the past, you know, 15 or so plus years, um, Following the, the division four, um, I guess all of the uh, uh basketball postseason tournament, um, up here in Northwest Ohio, the D4 Elida district has always been absolutely loaded, and it would always drive me nuts how you know there be. I think there was one year 2018, 2017, something like that. Um, I think eight out of the 11 teams in Elida the Elida district had five losses or less. And then the other three districts combined had like seven. So it always kind of drove me nuts how um, it was kind of, of kind of how it was set up, especially when, I mean, I kind of do this a lot. I just compare it to football season where, it's all just computer points and yeah, you, you always have to have a geographic component to it. Um, but so I just figured I pretty much live in Microsoft Excel through my day jobs. And I have like, I make spreadsheets for my personal life. Like every single day I'm addicted to it. So <laughs> this, this was just another spreadsheet I, I made up. It started out just the lighted district. Um, and and kind of the other D four districts that fed into Bowling Green for regionals. And then the following year, I'm like, I kind of want to do this for, you know, all the other uh, divisions up here in Northwest Ohio. So then I did divisions two through four in Northwest Ohio and kind of figured that the D four related districts, not really the, the only one that's like that it's kind of everywhere. Um, And then after doing that, um, so kind of like a, to dive in a little bit on how it's calculated. So you need every every team that you're going to calculate an RPI for, you need all 22 of their games on their schedule. And then all 22 of those teams, you need their 22-game schedule. And you need the records for all of those teams. So for one team, if none of the teams that they played overlapped, you could have up to 484 teams that you would need schedules for just for one team's RPI. Now that's obviously – obviously hypothetical because you know you, you play teams twice teams play each other yada 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 but um so that's kind of it. doing it for the top four two or three four divisions um from northwest ohio i was getting schedules for about 500 or so teams out of the 800 in the state and and i was just like well what's another 300 if i'm already doing 500 so i just did the whole <laughs> state a couple of years ago and kind of took off from there
0: Terrific. That's awesome.
1: Okay, Brayton. so you've been doing the whole state now for about, what is it, three years now then, four years?
2: Yep, I think this was just the third year, yep.
1: Okay, so you did it the first year, um, and then obviously, (coughs) well, we know this past year it was used um, here in our part of the state for district seating. Can you kind of talk about how that came about? who was the first person to contact you and just kind of how all the interest has sparked in your system statewide.
2: Yeah. So um, a few years ago when I did it just for this, the Northwest district for D4 or whatever, I would just post, uh, screenshots of like the Excel sheet of what the rankings looked like just from my personal Twitter account. Um, and it kind of caught on with a lot of people around here. I think there was a handful of, you know, schools that would like quote tweet. I think it was the year that evergreen had a really, re- or yeah, evergreen, they had a really good team. Um, I think Mason Loeffler was on that team. Uh, I forget the other kid's name, but, um, that, that year they cut their Twitter account for evergreen athletics or something. They kind of, went nuts about it. And then everybody, they found it kind of just spread like wildfire that way. So then I made its own Twitter account uh, the following year when I went to do it statewide and just put everything onto there, made the website. Um, But when I, when I was just posting stuff on Twitter, I, there was a few people that would reach out that are like, wow, this is cool. You should do it statewide, yada, yada. Um, And then I believe it was it was an assistant coach from Tiffin Calvert, which I've never had any sort of interaction with anybody from Tiffin Calvert before <laughs> in my life. Um, they're probably hour, 40 minutes from me. Um, assistant coach from there reached out and said, hey, this is awesome. Love what you're doing. Yada, yada, yada. We, uh, we, we're, we have a game here against, I think they were playing Western Reserve, uh, kind of late game. Um, after they already knew their, uh, their seating and whatnot. And like, Hey, we're, you should come watch this game. It's going to be sold out. We have a real small gym, but it's going to be packed, two really good teams. Um, So I went and watched that. And then sitting there, I was actually sat like two rows behind David Sheldon. So David, and he is, he's the head basketball coach at Colonel Crawford. Um, And at, at the time he was the president of the basketball coaches association. Um, so at halftime, I ended up just going to talking to him and he had said, he's like, Oh, you're, you're the guy that does the rankings. Those are really cool. He's like, I tell you what we, um, I've heard it from a lot of coaches around here. There's been a lot of feedback that, uh, they really like it. It's super cool to follow or easy to follow. Um, and he's like, I tell you what, we got state tournament coming up here in a few weeks. And every year the coaches association meets with the OHSAA. It um, just kind of goes over how the season went, what issues there were, um, what we need to work on for next year. And uh, Coach Coach Sheldon um, said that he would actually bring up to the OHSAA, the, ask him if there's any possibility of, of using it um, to actually seed teams. And then um, just kind of started there and led to thousands and thousands of meetings and PowerPoint presentations explaining how it would work. and Yeah.
1: So, I mean, did that catch you off guard when that happened? I mean, what, were you surprised by that? That it caught on that quickly?
2: Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I, you, know, my my wife always made fun of me. She 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 always says because I'm the same way for for high school high school football. I you know I print out the brackets. Mm-hmm. I, I try to predict them. I <laughs> I mean my dad <laughs> do like a pool with each other and try to beat each other every year. Um same thing with basketball. I'm just, I just, I'm a sicko for (laughs) high school sports. Um, and my, my, my wife always made fun of me. She's like, you're, you're a nerd, but you're a nerd about cool things. And then, (laughs) um, and then she, when I first got, um, a bunch of the feedback from it, like people on Twitter and, you know, some coaches reaching out, she would just sit there and be, and be like, I would read some of them to her. And she would just say, I don't understand how there's so many more people that care about this stuff like you do. <laughs> so, it, it did kind of shock me. I, I thought I was kind of in the minority, but, you know, there's people everywhere who, who love, you know, high school sports. So, yeah, it did. It was kind of surprising at first, that's for sure.
1: Okay, so th- this is the really interesting part to me is obviously we all know now that this year it was used. And seemed to be from all the coaches I talked to and fans and even some high school players that it was pretty well received and I know we can get into some more details on that later but it was just used for seating by district I mean was that really your intent when you first made this you were like I I want this to be used by the OHSAA for seating people in each district instead of coaches voting I mean was that really what you were going for?
2: no not really i was just kind of doing it for fun just because i enjoyed <laughs> i enjoyed yeah for fun <laughs> um, but i i just kind of enjoyed seeing how comparing like their actual seeds compared to what they would be like if they used like a computer system um kind of comparing how you know records can be deceiving based on who you play and things like that um i never really had Any thought or hope that the OHSA would ever use this in any capacity, I was just kind of doing it for the heck of it, but then it kind of turned into that, so I was, of course, I was was all for it at that point. Yeah,
1: okay, so this, well, first of all, let me go back a second. How many times did you have to tweak this system before you got it kind of where it is now or where you want it? And do you think that it is about as close to perfect as it can be? Or are you still open to kind of tweaking it a little bit and changing things?
2: Um, so I think, what did I say? This was this last year was the fourth year doing it. Is yeah. that what I said? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, so pretty much after each year, other than this year, I've made tweaks to it. Um, and that's one of the things about RPI is I, there's like, I think, ten, 10 or around 10 or so states who use uh, RPI in some fashion to see teams for not just for basketball, but it can be for any team sport. I know there's Florida and a couple other ones use it for football. Um, so one of the things about the RPI is every, like almost every one of the States use it differently. Like they have, you know, some of them have the winning percentage rated or weighted higher. Some of them have the strength, of schedule portion weighted higher. So th- the first three years I would kind of, I would, use the rankings that I had and then at the end of the season I would com- kind of compare what the rankings would look like if I weighted the weighted the different tiers of the formula um, you know whether I increase the opponent's winning percentage and decrease the winning percentage how that would change it um, and I pretty much just from doing that I wanted to, I wanted to make it match the eye test for the teams that I knew here in Northwest Ohio as much as possible yeah um, and then once I had that I think it's it's a little bit harder once you go to statewide, just because you know those big you know the D1 schools that play like national schedules, those are a little bit harder when you're grading them on the same scale. Um, but as as far as tweaks to it, I'm obviously always trying to figure out how to make it better. I haven't changed anything from last year yet, so I, I don't think I don't think I've pinpointed anything yet that I've that I want to change. But that that could change tomorrow. I have no idea. So. Um, I honestly haven't looked at any of the RPI stuff since state tournament. So it, yeah. I've been taking a break during the football season <laughs> for
1: sure. Yeah. It's so well thought out, man. That's so cool. Go ahead,
0: Brett. Uh, Brayton, I was going to ask you, so you started with just doing boys basketball, I assume. Um, when did you kind of incorporate, uh, the football part of it? I mean, did you, did you kind of do that all in the same year? or Did you just kind of work into that? I guess. Um, I did the football part. I think the first year I
2: did that was last year, but, okay. um, it's super, it was super, easy. Uh, Lynn girl from black swamp football. Um, old friend of mine, he, uh, he had an idea of just doing the same thing for football and gotcha. You know, and doing that, when I first set it up a few years ago for basketball, that was the hard part, getting like the actual, the spreadsheet document set up because like the the database is huge. There's formulas everywhere. If one thing gets messed up, it's going to mess up everything else. So it's very like tedious. But once that's made, once that was made up a few years ago like i don't have to do that at the beginning of each season all i have to do is just pretty much copy over new schedules and then pretty much make everybody's schedule a blank slate and everything stays the same so to do it for football it took it took maybe you know other than getting schedules that took like 10 minutes of of getting things changed around as far as assigning different uh, assigning the teams into different divisions and regions and whatnot but uh yeah that that's kind of how that worked gotcha
0: so sorry, Brady, to cut you off there, but well, are you yeah. looking to are you looking to expand into any any other sports? I guess.
2: Um, not right now. I, okay. I wanted I wanted to do uh, I wanted to try to do baseball and softball, but sure. My, the problem with that is there's so many weather cancellations. Like almost every single day, it would be so hard to track down schedules and make sure they're updated. So I just I haven't decided that I want to dive into that yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay.
1: Football's got to be a cakewalk for you compared to basketball because there's only games on Friday nights, right? Instead oh, my gosh. Games every, every day.
2: Football season is a breeze compared to <laughs> basketball. I don't have to do anything, anything, like you said, Friday night. And I actually had a guy from uh, Napoleon, Mark Myers. He's a uh, – think. I think is like a software engineer of some sort he actually wrote a a program for me that was able to pull all scores from around the state in about 10 minutes so it takes it takes like no time to update football and basketball i kind of do that all by hand (laughs) yeah that's crazy
1: where are you going to look for your scores most of the time brayton you go into twitter just kind of wherever you can find it
2: for basketball
1: yeah yeah
2: um Yeah, so each, uh, when I update the schedules, like, you know, teams, the scores and whatnot, I have a couple links attached to each team's schedule on, you know, different sites where I can find it. Um, Some of it is a a lot of the teams, it kind of depends on where they're at in the state. The teams in like Southwest Ohio, they all use this this same um, website software that is super awesome. I wish every school in the state had it where... No, they have I'm, I'm sure you you may have seen it before but teams down there they have their, their confidence website with other schedules yep. um that's similar to joe idol's football site where you can click on click on whatever team on the schedule and it'll take you to their schedule show you the roster stats all that all that fun stuff and um so that's kind of southwest ohio um central ohio uh that 270 hoops.com they get a ton of them there um uh, but yeah, the a lot of them's just from you know from Twitter, just surfing through there, typing in the team names. It's kind of made it harder the last couple of years with all the spam that's everywhere on Twitter and all the the links. We'll go watch these live streams, and so it's kind of hard to cipher in and out between what's real and what's not sometimes. But that that's kind of the brunt of it.
1: Just kind of let's let's talk a little bit about what has kind of happened since March. Um, I mean, obviously put it in place this year I heard great things from coaches about it what was the feedback on the first year of using this Brayton I know you ran a survey and posted some results on Twitter kind of talk about that a little bit
2: yeah so um, obviously with anything new like this was with the pilot season there's going to be people that you know just hate change and there's also the crowd of people that hate analytics and sports like period Um, so there's definitely a good amount of coaches, parents, fans, et cetera, that, you know, have voiced their displeasure with it, which is completely fine. I have no problem with people that don't like it. That's, it's not something that, you know, I didn't make it and, and demand everybody to, you know, try to enjoy this or whatever, which I just do it. Cause I think it's cool. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, as we, we did a, a survey um, it was kind of set up through the Northwest district uh, athletic board um, as far as the questions and everything basically just wanted to get feedback from all the boys and girls coaches that um, was seated uh, through the RPI um, just kind of wanted to get their thoughts on what you know what tweaks they had as or, you know possible tweaks they thought of um, what to do differently how to do it differently um, and, and the feedback as far as how it went and how they thought their team was seated um, was was pretty positive I think only like 14% of, you know, the 330 or some coaches, you know, in the Northwest district said they they, uh, they didn't like it, um, which again, is completely, completely fine. Um, and then a few other things. Uh, I know a lot of the coaches said that – and this kind of goes back to wh- why I started it is kind of the path that I wanted, wanted to lead it down is to go to more of like a super district or like a region-wide seating. There mm-hmm. were a lot of coaches that – um said this is cool it doesn't really work that well in our current district setup um it would be much more effective if the teams if the districts were larger um or if they were seated region-wide which i agree with 100 percent um uh but yeah that's kind of how the feedback went for it
1: so with that did you have a lot of coaches since this was the first year did you have a lot of coaches contacting you directly? I mean, especially as you got closer to the tournament draw, were there a lot of coaches reaching out to you, kind of questioning things or asking about it?
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, t- Twitter DMs, emails, text, phone calls, the whole nine yards. Yeah, there was there was a lot of them that would reach out directly. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. Okay, so so here's a question. Let's just say, in theory, um, I'm st- I'm the athletic director at a new high school what well, we'll say uh, i'm the athletic director and brett's going to be the coach here in Payne. we're starting a high school in pain and
0: bring it bring it back to panthers baby
1: <laughs> and <laughs> we're, we're going to be we're going to be independent so we get a scheduled 22 boys basketball games we can play anybody we want and we're using the martin rpi it is there a trick to it I mean, what, what would be your suggestion to coaches on scheduling? I mean, what, what's the, so what's the secret recipe or is it just, you got to beat the teams that are in front of you?
2: Um, that's a great question. I mean, that's honestly, that's probably the question that I got the most um, from athletic directors specifically, um, basically wanting to know, you know, how do we set our schedules and whatnot? Um, and pretty much my response to every single one of them, depending on what size of a school they were um it's hard to pinpoint one game on the schedule and figure out whether or not you should drop it or keep it um and just because that goes back to what i was saying at the beginning with you know there's 484 games could affect your rpi in one night Mm -hmm. so to narrow that down to one team and the teams they play um it's not going to affect your RPI a ton. So it's, it, which makes it harder because you kind of that make that forces you to kind of view your schedule as a whole and, you know, you maybe group a couple teams together and say, do I want to replace these ones? Do I want to make these games better, et cetera? Um, I did, there was a, a D2, I think it was a WBL school in D2 that um, basically, laid out their schedule and say, now, if you you were me, basically had the same question you did, said, if you were me, uh, what games would you keep? What games would you replace? And again, it it was a D2 WBL school, the WBL schedule, as you guys know, is one of the toughest conferences there is in in Northwest Ohio. Um, So I just kind of went through there and there were, you know, there was a couple D4 schools who were, you know, like five and 17, I'm like, if I were pinpointing some of them, these two probably even if you beat them, they're not going to help you a whole lot because they're making your opponent's winning percentage column go down. And I imagine they're not playing a very tough schedule either, so that's not going to help you a whole lot as as well. So, um, but you know, for the smaller schools play, playing the bigger ones, that that always helps. It's not a ton, but um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the the mindset I had with it is it's, it's very hard to narrow down just to one team, but, um, and, and and the other part of that is just because one team is, you know, awful, you know, for, you know, five years in a row, doesn't mean they have a great class coming up and that's going to change. I mean, look at Patrick Henry, they haven't been good in basketball for a couple of years. And then they had two really good classes back to back. The sophomore are going to be junior class and going to be freshman class. And all of a sudden they're one of the, the best teams, small schools teams in, in Northwest Ohio. So that, that's the kind of, it's very unpredictive. You kind of have to try to look into the future a little bit and know kind of what they have coming up. So it, it can be a little complicated.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and questioning aside here, uh, just for our listeners, I'll throw my opinion out there, any coach that I talked to or fans or anyone that complained about it. Uh, my advice to them was handle your own business because I only heard complaining <laughs> After there were losses, and then well, so and so they played a couple cupcakes this weekend. I promise you, if you beat the teams on your schedule, your your RPI rating is going to be just fine.
2: Right. Yep. Exactly. And, and that that's the funny part. It, the, as all the coaches that have reached out, it's it's kind of funny with some of them that, you know, that we're complaining about things. It's just like as a coach, aren't, all the coaches that have that I've had has have always said. Who cares what people are saying about you? Don't worry about anything, you know, in, in any tor- sort of media. Don't care about what any parents are saying. All that matters is what we're doing here to prepare for the week. And this game we got coming up, we're not looking ahead, not looking back, any of that stuff. So, yeah, that's – I, I kind of agree with you there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I got – so so. if Brady and I started this team here in pain, which I think we're going to try to do. Yep would it be wise of us to just load up on on d2 and d3 and then let's say we lose a couple of those close games or a couple of those close does that weigh more than just scheduling like let's say we're d4 obviously other other d4 schools and you know kind of how how does that go how much of the strength of schedule i guess do you put into it um the well, the strength
2: of schedule aspect is about, I think it's 65% of it and 35% okay. is your win percentage. Gotcha. Um, obviously, that 65 is broken up a little bit. Um, but I, I for especially in Northwest Ohio where we have so many pretty good D4 schools, you can honestly load up your schedule with D4 schools who are really stinking good. Um, yeah you know and they don't even have to be really good if they're a 500 team that's not going to hurt you a whole lot especially if a lot of a lot of your opponents are gonna you be a lot better than 500 um will you it's it's, it's kind of like for football you know Marion Local let's look at these guys at yep. d7 yep. they play Macomb every or I'm sorry not Mary yeah they play Wap. they play Wapak every year um it was a D4 school. If they're going to beat WAPOC in football, that's going to give them a ton of computer points. But they're also taking the risk that, you know, this is their D4 school. They're a lot bigger. They're a really good program. If we lose, then they get zero points. You, you, in the, the football rankings, you get nothing if, if you don't win. Right. So that's kind of, you know, you just kind of got to figure out which games are – worth the risk to take and i yeah obviously i I probably want to put og on your schedule that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right brayton
1: let's get into it here man put something out on twitter about well it's probably been a couple months ago now and we've talked about it a little bit here june 6th
0: brady it was june 6th that long (laughs) yep uh,
1: (laughs) well we've talked about it on here and um just kind of tell us what happened from your perspective. I had heard that in other areas of the state, other than our corner of the state, coaches were even more ecstatic about your system and using it next year. Um, than what coaches were around here. So kind of talk about what communication you've had, um, with the people up top at the OHSAA.
2: Yeah. So, um, I guess at the, the end of, uh, end of state tournament, um, I think it was about a week after that, I got an email or a text or call or something from uh, the new uh, president of the coaches association. I believe he's uh, he's a basketball coach at Canton South high school. Um, He had reached out and said, Hey, uh, we had heard from the OHSA that they're going to go full bore into next year for boys and girls basketball using the rankings um, statewide. He wasn't sure if it was going to be like a, a statewide pilot or just jump right into the deep end and, and and just have it seat everybody. Um, But pretty much he just said that that was going on and he wanted me to set up a time to come down to that, their coaches clinic that they have. I think it's in September down in Columbus every year and uh, just do like a 20, 30 minute session to all the coaches that are, that are down there, basically just explaining the RPI to everybody, how it works, how the pilot went. Um, and then just kind of set up a booth for a couple of days and answer any questions that people came by and asked and, and whatnot. Um, so that was all fine and dandy, got that set up. And then about a couple of weeks later, got a call from, uh, Doug, Ute, the executive director and all he said was, Hey, uh, pretty much just, uh, thanks for, thanks for everything you did for us. It was a lot of fun to follow. I know you put a lot of work in it, but, uh, we're gonna, we're not gonna move forward with it. We're going to use max preps cause, uh, they, they came through and they're going to be paying about paying us a bunch of money. Um, to be using this for for basketball seating, and they're going to pay us even more to do baseball and softball, and you know potentially other sport team sports in the future. Um, and that was that was that. That was the last I've heard from them,
0: and probably won't be hearing much from them any anymore. Wow, <laughs> I was just disgusted when I when I read the tweet. I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, Brady. You got to follow up to that. I, I don't. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to gather my thoughts here for a second. <laughs> Come on, you've so, asked since June 6th I gather your thoughts. Well, I have, but, <laughs> but now hearing it now hearing it from your mouth is just like, <laughs> it's just taking me back. Go ahead. Okay,
1: here's my first question, Brayton. Um, putting all this aside, Max preps um, with my dad and I, and being in media, we use it every once in a great while when we have a team that we don't cover that often. Um, but it seems like, especially in our area with the schools that we cover, the smaller schools, nobody uses it. Have you been able to use Max Preps at all just for your RPI? Is it used more in other areas of the state? Because it's just always kind of a disaster for us when we try to use it. I mean, it gets to the point where Sometimes instead of looking at max preps, I think me and dad would just be better off, you know, trying to guess what the score, or what the right. results of games were.
2: Yeah, um, I think in Northeast Ohio, it's definitely used by a lot of schools over there okay. more, more than any other place. Uh, the smaller The smaller schools, not so much, but pretty much Divisions 1 through 3 and like the top half of Division 4, their max prep schedule and results for the most part um, are usually pretty good. Okay. Like you are saying, other, other parts of the state, every other school, not so much. Um, so, um, and I guess it's also different for a lot of the, the private schools, like, uh, uh the bigger ones, you know, that they play those out of state schools that may not have a max preps page so that those games will be missing. And, um, I know, uh, Toledo St. John's, for example, they played in a holiday tournament, um, out of state somewhere, I think it was, it was. I believe it was down in Florida this winter, um, and they had played this Downey Christian School, which was a private school, um, a private high school. It's kind of like, a, a, kind of like an IMG type school. And th- I think the Downey, the Downey on the uh, Toledo Christian or Toledo Saint John's schedule, it just said Downey High School in Florida. And I like, or well, went through their went through their Max but Max Preps page and found out the one that was on their max preps page was like a homeschool downy Florida with like 12 kids in it. <laughs> I'm just like, how do they even have a max preps page? Um, so that's, there's definitely a lot of situations like that where you know, wrong school or, you know, we have like five Northwestern high schools in Ohio. There's like three Crestviews, the Springfields. Yeah. Those can get really messy too. So, but yeah, that's kind of my experience with it.
1: So do you know anything about max preps and their rankings, how it works at all?
2: Not a clue. Nope. I I know that they've made some sort of ranking that they've used the last few years. Um, according to their website, it doesn't really lay out how it's made. I don't know if they're going to be using that. I don't know if they're going to be using us just the same formula I did, just they're going to use it. I'm, I'm not sure.
1: Well, that's bogus to me because you've been so open and talking to coaches and willing to communicate and say exactly what you're putting into your formula. And I've gone on max preps in the past and tried to look into their rankings like for Ohio, um, just their general rankings. And number one, there's never any schools from our part of the, they get any sort of respect probably because their results aren't in it. But also once you get past like the top 10 or so you hit a paywall. And, and you gotta you gotta <laughs> pay to see the rest. So I, I guess if you're a head basketball coach around here, if you want to see where you're going to be seated in the tournament, you're going to have to buy a subscription.
2: Yep, yep. I, I could see it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I'm I've, I've been holding out hope. I mean, that's honestly being that's kind of the only way that they're going to be able to make it work is being open with that. There's, you know, if they don't aren't transparent, if they're not open about it, it's I don't know how it's going to go. Probably not great. Um, maybe they'll just keep it between them and coaches and ADs and, and that's it. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, the, the transparency part, I, I feel like they'll, they'll probably be doing something different um, based or compared to how they've max preps has done everything in the past. Yeah. Um, and I, I, when, when I found, found out about this, I honestly, I was, I was kind of stewing about it for a little bit, you know, maybe a week or so. I just, I did, I told my wife and I didn't really tell anybody else. I was just kind of annoyed with it. And then once, you know, a week went by, I was like, eh, who cares? Because, you know, if you go back to, again, to when I started this, um, one, you would have told me that I would have even gotten a chance to pilot it. I would have said, you're crazy Two, going to this ranking system is kind of, I mean, not kind of, it is, in my opinion, I think it's better for basketball. Now, Yes, everybody's got their concern about max preps and how it's been in the past, but I, to me, there's no way that they'll just do the same thing they've always done. They're probably going to have to be transparent with everything. If I if I had to guess, the only way that they're going to make it work is to require coaches and ADs to input all the scores and schedules themselves. That's my guess. I have no knowledge of this. I'm just making an educated guess on that's how it's going to work. Um, so, and, and again, that's, that goes back to what I was saying, which I think it's a lot, it's, it's better for the sport. Yeah. It kind of stinks that it's not going to be the RPI, but okay. It's not the end of the world. I'm still going to be doing it. Cause you know, again, I'm just doing it cause it's, it's, it's fun
0: <laughs> which, yeah. for, for me.
2: Brett,
1: did you gather your thoughts over there
0: yet? Yeah. Well, the only thing I've got is, uh, you know, I, Here's the deal. So you got shot down by the OHSAA for, you know, and and so here, here's my thing going forward. Uh, Has there been anything that you might, the RPI system might still be used like in our area as far as basketball goes, or is it just out the window completely?
2: Unless the max prep thing is completely crashes and burns and they come running back back, which I doubt will happen. <laughs> then it's done with, but okay, um, yeah, like, like I said, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to be doing the same thing that I did last year. So I'll, I'll still be doing it. I guess people can just use it to compare to what their max prep rankings is.
0: <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say. And this is just my opinion. Um, so for all our listeners, they can, they can believe me or not, but if you want accurate, um I'm I'm gonna say go with the Martin RPI. So I'm gonna still follow along with your rankings and and go from there. I, I'm not gonna tune much into the, the max prep side of it. I appreciate that. It'll be hard to do though because that'll be the official
2: one. I don't care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care.
1: Not it's doing not the official RPI of Across the Field podcast. It is
0: not. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> go. So, hey, I just... I, go ahead, Brady.
1: I got a couple more questions here for you, Brayton, while we have you. So you've talked a little bit about your idea kind of for the super district or super regional or being seated by region. So if you got to pick, let, let's say the OHSAA came to you because you're obviously a smart guy and, and, and they said, what do you think is the best way to run the, the state basketball tournament? What, what would you tell, what would you tell
2: them? Um, I would pretty much say mimic football as much as you can. Um, I know there's a lot of basketball people out there who say, don't compare us to football. We're not the same sport. Yeah, yeah but you can set it up the same way. It's not any different the way you set it up. Um, in my opinion, you know, for example, all the, you know, 55 Division four teams that go to Bowling Green for regionals, those should be seated into four different districts, one through 55, where the top four seeds are all, in di- are all in different districts, seeds five through eight follow suit. And, you know, you just go all the way down to one through 55. That way, all four of your, your districts are even. Um, and pretty much just do that the same way. There should be pretty much, I guess they should, they call it the, the regional model is what I would say. You know, football, they got 28 regions. Basketball, there should just be 16 regional tournaments. And within those 16 regions, split the teams into four districts depending on how many teams go to that region. Um, to me, that's the only way to make it, you know, as fair as possible. I know in Northwest Ohio specifically, one of the, um, biggest kind of concerns with doing that is you make travel times longer. Um, especially, you know, like sectional tournaments and whatnot, which, you know, that's true, but at the same time, um, you you won't if you go to you know for at least through sectional tournament have the higher seed host sectional tournament games so then you're not having split sessions um, you're not having games start at eight thirty at night you're not having games you know where you got you might have to go forty five minutes um, but you know you're starting at eight thirty so you're not going to get home till eleven o'clock. Um, you know, if you know the higher seed host sectionals, every game starts, you know, at six o'clock. There's only one varsity game, there's no JV, obviously. So, right. even if you have a two hour drive, say Antwerp or you know, say Eden has to go all the way out to Waynesfield Goshen to play, that I'll take the trek down there. It starts at six o'clock. Yeah, they might have to leave school a little early, but they're going to be home, you know, 9 30 before 10 o'clock. So, um, it's not. I I think it's not that complicated to figure out. It's just a lot to do to try to do it. And there just hasn't been, you know, kind of anybody with any of the district athletic boards or OHSCA to kind of overtake, kind of revamping it.
1: Brayton, you're just like me And, and and like Brett, you know, we're all the same. We all just grew up in this area Loving high school basketball, and we go down to the state tournament every year. And you know, I, I see both you guys there. We're watching all the games, um, and obviously, the state tournament has changed from the days that it, you know I was first going watching OJ Mayo and and those type of players. Um, it's just not the same. And I know the OHSAA is trying competitive balance and you know all this different stuff. In your opinion, Brayton is the state basketball tournament broken i mean it, is there any way that it can be fixed or at least preserved divisions three and four
2: um i, I want to say it's broken but i just probably severely injured it's on the injured list yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> how to fix that i i don't i'm, I'm not really sure i know this thing you know at the end of state tournament every year me you can probably hear my son crying right now can't you (laughs) um you know the end of end of state tournament every year when people post the attendance which i i was one of those people this year that kind of posted the the decrease um it's always funny to just go through and see all the answers that people have some of them are like way out of left field and some of them are you know actually make a lot of sense um I guess a couple of them that make the most sense to me. I know there's a lot of people that want to split public and private. I don't think they need to do that. I just think they need to figure out a way to make the kind of fine tune the competitive balance. Um, I know they kind of do The the enrollment numbers every two years. I don't know why they don't just do that every every year. Um, And yeah, I'm not really sure how, how to fix it again i don't i don't know how to make competitive balance perfect it never will be but um it's worked on a handful of of occasions but everybody's going to point to richmond heights for as long as they're in division four and say competitive balance is a farce so um so yeah it's 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 tricky tricky subject to kind of navigate that's for sure
1: well it sure is and that that's that's kind of my thing is obviously i think it's broken richmond heights was the best this year but I just don't see a simple fix for it, and I, I, nope. I don't know how you do it. So, I, I mean, I, there's so many people that complain about it, but nobody that wants to drive
0: the bus and have the solution, you know? Right. Yep, exactly. Hey, I'll give you a solution since I've got all the answers here. <laughs> uh, can't we put the, the eye test into a factor and see a team like uh, Richmond Heights is just way above everybody else and say, hey, why don't you go play in Division Two or Division Three?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure I how that process I how would that. work. It makes a ton of sense, but I, <laughs> definitely that they would be one of the teams that you know. Hey, uh, why don't you bump it up a little bit? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So, kind of, you talked about enrollment numbers coming out every two years, Brayton. So this kind of segues nice into what I wanted to talk about next because I know I've texted you about it and I've texted Brett and some guys about it. But I don't think there's a lot of people, a lot of our <laughs> listeners that are aware of this yet. So there was a few numbers updates for boys basketball this year, even though it wasn't an enrollment year. That was just competitive balance, correct?
2: Yeah, just the, I think the competitive balance is calculated every year, okay. but the enrollment is every two years. I'm not really sure why it was that way. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but yeah. Yeah. And so I could be wrong. I I could be wrong, but that's the way I understand it. Yeah. And that's my
1: understanding as well. And then looking at that, um, obviously some kind of big changes, LCC moving from division three to division four in our area, Parkway doing the same Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: Otsego moving down from division two to division three. So as you know, Brayton and all of our listeners know, obviously, our area, and to me and Brett being Wayne Trace guys, Wayne Trace OG has been a big deal here the last four to five years, however many years it's been in a row. Last year, mm-hmm. the first year that Wayne Trace went north uh, in Division Three and got out of the Lima Senior District, with that movement, considering it's two teams that were in the same district as OG and LCC and Parkway moving to D4. Otsego also coming from two to three in their part of the state. To me, it kind of looks like Wayne Trace is headed back to the Lima Senior District, and we might be getting Wayne Trace and OG at some point in the districts again. Um, is that kind of what you're thinking as well?
2: Um, if I'm looking at it and, and trying to make it make the most sense as possible, then Yes. Um, because like you were saying, e- even if LCC and Parkway did not go from D3 to D, if they were still in D3 this year, even Otsego falling to from D2 to D3, um, I think that would be enough for pretty much Otsego to take Wayne Trace's spot in that Napoleon District yeah. um, with you know, the other teams in their area, which would move Wayne Trace down. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I think I've said this to you before. I don't think the uh, – you can point to probably every district uh, that the Northwest District Athletic Board kind of sets up their district tournament for, and you can point out a couple teams that just make absolutely no sense geographically why they're in that district. So never say never, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I could see them going back the Lima away. Yeah, yeah. Pure, pure
1: speculation here, obviously. I mean, nothing set in stone yet, but geographically – it makes the most sense and I think that just as basketball fans we are and a lot of people out there I think regardless of where it's played I think a lot of people just want to see Wayne Trace OG again this year
2: (laughs) yeah I, I would definitely be at that game again
0: that was one of the that was that was a fantastic game for sure guys before we wrap things up let's get a word from our sponsors you are listening to Across the Field
3: Does your landscaping need an upgrade this year? Look no further than TNT Springer Landscaping. They specialize in mulch, rock, trim redesign, and much more. For your next landscaping project, choose TNT Springer Landscaping. Contact Tony Springer at 419-910-0742 to make your landscaping vision a reality. Looking for a high quality detailing service? Check out Stoller Shine Detailing, located on the outskirts of Paulding. Stoller Shine Detailing has a variety of options for interior, exterior detailing. Whether your ride is new, used, or abused, Stoller Shine Detailing strives for highest quality results and treat each vehicle as their own. To schedule an appointment, go to StollerShineDetailing.com or or contact owner and operator Logan Stoller at 419-770-1042. Check out Stoller Shine Detailing on Facebook.
0: Are you wanting to put that finishing touch on your landscaping to set it apart from the rest? Or maybe you just need a gift idea for that hard-to-buy-for person in your life? Give Blake and Tiffany a call with Sin Rock Engraving. They offer custom engraved rocks that will be one of a kind. They will walk you through the process of picking out your rock and customizing it with anything from names, addresses, businesses, or images of your choice. Give them a call at 419-796-9897 or check them out on Facebook. Sin rock engraving, 419-796-9897. All right, guys, I think that's all we got for tonight. Brayton, thanks again for uh, joining us this evening. It was, it was very interesting, and again, I'm glad we could finally catch up to, to discuss all this stuff here. Yeah,
2: thank thank you very much for having me on. We'll have to do it again sometime. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely,
0: great.
1: Sure. Actually, I I, do, I did just come up with a question for you. One last, <laughs>
2: okay, yeah.
1: yep. Ohio State football this upcoming season because we're going to start digging into that a lot more here. What is your expectation for the Buckeyes and Coach Day?
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I'm still just so heartbroken from that Georgia loss. I've been. I've been putting off this season for as long as I could just cuz I don't want to get myself hurt again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get that.
2: Um you know quarterback wise I've I've heard a lot of chatter lately about Devin Brown being the guy but I just can't trust a quarterback wearing number 33. <laughs> the, the only exception to my, you know, rule that quarterbacks have to be like number sixteen or lower is Dawson Dale's wearing forty-two. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one that could do it. Um, so I don't know. It might take some getting used to if Devin Brown's the guy. But, um, man, honestly, I just, I just want to beat Michigan. That's the only the, the big one that I want to get, want to get get done because. You know what do you guys think if, if we lose to Michigan is Ryan Day coaching next year?
1: Well, that that's what I was just going to ask you guys. So just give me a yes or no. Regardless of I, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. Let's say Michigan beats Ohio State again this year. Is Ryan Day the coach uh, in twenty
0: twenty four? Man, I would <laughs> I, I say I, for me personally, I think it. Uh, depends on if that's the only loss can you still get yourself in a playoff and obviously like a national championship might save the job but that's a big if big if
2: yeah I I agree with you there I think what I think would happen and what I would want to happen are probably two different things (laughs) (laughs) I would be pretty on the fence about him coming back if we lost to Michigan for another year in a row I know he's phenomenal at what he does, but if he can't figure out the defense and how to be more of a smash mouth team and as long as he's had and how to stop getting destroyed by Michigan all of a sudden, then somebody else is gonna have to figure it out. Again, I I want it to be him. I would love it for, you know, us to beat Michigan and then I'll eat my words, whatever I said about him, I'll take it back.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. Chris I agree with that. Chris Holtman. Is Chris Holtman the coach of Ohio State men's basketball in the 2024-2025 season?
2: No. No chance. Yeah, I agree. Unless this freshman class comes in and is better than last year's freshman class and they magically gel together and don't play terrible stretches of basketball like they have for the last <laughs> two three years.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All right, now, now I'm done, Brett. <laughs> now you're done? <laughs> All right, thanks again, Brayton. We appreciate it. Wait, I got one for you. Sorry. Yeah, now go that ahead.
2: Oh. Now that you got me on Ohio State, I could keep, keep talking for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if, if Coach Holtman is not coaching next year, who's going to be the next basketball coach for the Buckeyes and who would be the next football coach if Ryan Day is not the coach next year? Any guesses? Um,
1: I, I I think the guy that people are going to want, if it's not Ryan Day, is Heartline, and I'm just not sure that that would be a great fit or solve the issue. Even though I love Coach Hartline. I just think yep. he's really good at what he's doing right now. Uh, so that would be my answer for football.
2: I definitely agree with that. I I feel like the majority of Ohio State fans would want them to, you know, just promote Heartline. And I'm with you there. I could could do. You think that Fickle would try to get back with it if you know Day goes, even though he's at Wisconsin now? Boy, I don't know. I would be. I'm not okay with it. I think I'm not anti or pro Fickle one way or another. I'd just
0: be curious to see if he would try to go for it. I would say I I would feel more comfortable with Fickle than Heartline just because of the unknown and my. I always think it's funny how people say the Fickle already had his
2: chance. It's like, dude, his quarterback was (laughs) Joe Joe (laughs) Bowserman. Yeah. Yeah. His backup quarterbacks at Cincinnati were better
0: than Joe Bowserman. You know who I want for basketball? I'm not going to say it. Never mind. (laughs) I'll say it. I'll say it. Did he just resign from West Virginia? (laughs) Well, allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. Is that who you were gonna say? Yep, that's exactly who I was <laughs> Heck gonna say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I have no idea on ba- Basketball is so variable year to year. Like that, there'll be a name out there, you know, in the upcoming March, some guy that's just had a down year at whatever program he's at, and I, I'm sure it'll, it'll be a big name, kind of unexpectedly, that gets canned. I mean, that's just that's how basketball works every year. Yeah. And I, I I just don't. I, I don't know, man.
2: I don't know. This would this would never happen, but I think it would be awesome if Gene Smith tried to get Drew Joyce from St. V's. Yeah. I thought I, that. Yeah. yeah that yeah. would be great. But yeah. We're how just about, talking in fairy tale land now though.
1: <laughs> how about how about Evan Turner?
2: Is he coached anywhere now? Is he trying yeah. to get into coaching?
1: He he's an assistant with the Celtics.
2: No, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim and Jared Sellinger, John Dealer, yeah. John Dealer away from Butler and Thad Mata. bring them all back, man. Sully does a yeah. good job with the TBT. Aaron, Aaron Kraft can be our, our team doctor. <laughs> Got team bring point him, guard.
0: Bring them all. Bring them all back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. Th- those guys had something that's better than what we've seen the last few years. So like, okay. they, we need some of that back.
0: Yeah.
2: Every every winter, when you know, I watch Ohio State basketball. Almost every single game, I just think of how how much fun that stretch r- was with uh-huh. the guys—David Lighty, William Buford. Those those teams were an absolute blast watching.
1: Yeah, and we used to complain about those guys, like I Sean know, right Thomas and those guys. Like, what were we thinking?
0: I know it exactly. We, had oh, good, we didn't know them. how good we yeah. had it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got to share a story real quick. If you guys are done oh, talking yeah. about that, so. Brayton probably remembers this. So, Brayton, how many years did you coach freshman basketball at Ayersville? <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- it
2: was just the one year. The one year. That was it. Yeah, okay. but it was when I was, was, when I was uh, going to Northwest and working from home. I decided to coach the freshman team that year.
1: 2017,
2: okay. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I yep. believe so, yep.
1: Yeah, you, you you were I remember you sitting there on the sideline for Jalen Martinez throwing in the full court
0: line drive. <laughs> <laughs> you were court side for that. Heck yeah I was. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> well what I what I was gonna bring up is Brady I was coaching the freshman team at Wayne Traceland, obviously and uh Brayton and I had probably the two best teams in the conference, so we get down to that conference tournament, which I think you were at, and huh. we we play in the semis and they, Ayersville ends up winning. Brayton gets the best of us. They killed us. 41-25 or something which, like that. Which you did, you did that to us in the regular season. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> we split. We split. Yeah. But uh, so then that following Saturday, they're playing in the championship, and we got to go play for third and fourth, which I absolutely hate. Uh, A <laughs> little consolation game. But so we go over and we left as soon as it was over. And I find out later that Ayersville lost – Brayton lost he couldn't couldn't get the job done and and a few months or a few weeks later I run into him down at the state tournament and all I got out of my mouth was dude how and and he stopped me and Brayton I, I don't know if you remember this you're like don't even start don't even go there I don't know how they lost that game. <laughs> you wanted no part of it. You wanted you wanted me to drop it like a bad habit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I thought you were going to talk about how you got teed up in our game at tournament. That's what I thought you were going with. Oh that. well, well that <laughs> happens. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, a- after that happened, it I fr- I forget the official's name. He's been reffing for a long time, but he came over to me and he's like, "When I think this was when we were shooting the technical free throws." <laughs> he's like he's like I think I've been I've been reffing for 38 years that's the first technical I've ever called and I didn't know how to react because I'm like one you've got the thickest skin of all time and two how did Brett Beckman be the guy to break through
0: that 38 years later oh my goodness that's crazy
1: oh, oh man that's great
0: yeah yeah I forgot about the technical
1: Yep, yep,
0: it happens <laughs> sure I, think the, I think the thing that got me was when i checked the marker i threw the <laughs> marker down it hit the bleacher shot out onto the floor
2: yep yep and, and I, I think you, want-
0: you'd gotten away with it if it
2: wasn't until that marker went flying yeah, yeah. i think so i think yeah, the, so
1: the, the the expo marker across the floor is an automatic
2: well <laughs> e- even when you did that he still didn't want to tee up he just kind of glanced at me, like kind of side-eyed me and at that yeah. point everybody like i like, we were in our huddle, but, like, we were watching you, too. So, <laughs> at that point, like, he the ref looked at me, and I'm just like, are you just going to let him do that? And then he just teed you up. I was like, all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember throwing it, and I had my back to everybody. I had, I had my back. I was looking at the, you know, we're getting ready to get in the huddle. And I knew it had rolled out onto the floor and I didn't want to go grab it myself. Cause I thought, well, that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> so I remember I tapped one of my kids on the shoulders. I said, Hey, go get that. <laughs> and he ran out there and grabbed it. By the time he picked it up, that's when I heard the whistle. And I thought, Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. here we go. <laughs> At least he's sent
2: a player, not a ball boy or something. <laughs> yeah. right. right. That's, that's the, the kind of story. guy
0: you are. I know it. I know it. Well, <laughs> oh, so, those were good times. Oh, boy. Were they ever. Oh, shoot. All right. That's all I got for tonight, fellas. All
1: uh, right, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Brayton, for coming.
0: Yep. Yeah. Hey, it's been fun. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. Hey, Brayton, one thing we do at the end of the episode here, we, have, uh, we do a little shout-out segment. I didn't know if you had any shout-outs. <laughs>
2: Um, shout out to the former GM of the Detroit Tigers, Al Vila, for ruining Detroit Tigers baseball for the last seven years and probably the next (laughs) seven years, too. My summers have been miserable because of him, so thanks a lot. You, Uh, I'll send you, I'll be sending you my bills for my therapist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. Cheap tickets up there, man.
2: Yeah, I know it. That's that's the only good thing. I mean, you're not not gonna be seeing much, but (laughs) beer's
0: more Tickets. (laughs) Tickets. <laughs> Brady, you got any?
3: Um,
1: I don't think so tonight. Um, I know Wayne Trace Baseball Acme had, had a really good season. They just wrapped up at the state tournament, played Defiance <laughs> Tough, right down to the wire the other night uh, in the x Um, So another great summer for them. Uh, I, I guess that would be my only shout-out.
0: All right. I'll shout-out the golf outing again going down this weekend. Brady, yeah. you a golfer? I try to be. Okay, well, Saturday or Sunday, if you don't have anything going on, we got uh, uh, Wayne Trace Junior High Baseball Club Golf Outing out at All Glaze Golf Course. Oh
2: I, I do love All Glaze. Uh, I'm leaving for vacation, though, on Thursday, so ah, I don't
0: do okay. <laughs> all right, well, just wanted to give that shout-out again, so that's all I got for tonight, guys. All right, man, sounds good. Sounds good. Brayton, thanks again. If you have listened to another episode of Across the Field, peace out.